Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Society Talks. I'm Joe Lorenzo, and I am joined by the band Tara Who. And their names specifically are Coralie and Tara Carpenter. Coralie Hervé. Am I saying that right? Yeah, good. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. Maybe you guys are getting to speak French by the time this is over. Um, And then Tara Carpenter, but they go by the awesome name of Tara Who in their band. So welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for talking with me. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. So let's go right from the beginning. Um, I think I probably know the answer to this question, but where did you guys grow up? We'll start with Coralie. Uh, well, I think the, the accents say it all, but right. uh, in <laughs> France, yeah, France. Okay, awesome. And Tara? Uh, same thing, Paris, France. She's from Brittany. I'm from Paris. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. How did you guys meet? And then ultimately get into, we'll get into how did you guys create Terra Who, but how did you guys meet? Coco? Um, so we were, we were uh, friends on Facebook. Actually, okay. we had some uh, common friends uh, in Paris, uh, mostly drummers. Um, and when I came to LA to study at the Musician Institute, um, I actually... Uh, message her and say like hey could you give me like some tips about the life in LA and the music scene you know and that's Mm -hmm. how we connected um and after I think a few months after um she uh she told me that she had like a um a show in LA and she was like oh do you want to come and check it out and I was Mm -hmm. like yeah sure um and after that she actually uh Tell me, told me that she was looking for a drummer for her band. So that's how um, everything um, that's amazing. started. Yeah. That's amazing. That's like a, a lesson to anybody that's listening. If you want something, go for it, even on social media, you know? Yeah. Um, so now, when what was that show you're talking about? Was that some that was somewhere around here in Los Angeles? FYI, everybody that's listening, we're not together. COVID's still a thing. We're just we're doing this remotely. I don't know where these lovely ladies are, but we're doing everything online. Um, so, what your show was in Los Angeles? Um, where was that at when you guys met and you did the, you were doing that show? It was actually. Um, Do you um, yeah, it was the Viper Room, and it was uh, the release party oh, of nice. um, Half Meter Child Syndrome. Okay. Yeah. So that's it, awesome. It was, I sorry, it was this EP, yeah. and then um, I it was a good introduction. I really wanted. It was time for me to change drummers, and um, and she had been on my radar, so I was just uh, trying out a few drummers, and uh, and I had never worked with a girl, a female drummer, so I wanted to try all of that. Nice. Did. And and Coralie, did you have to audition or did Tara, did you know her drumming style and her work? Audition. Because everyone is is different because, uh, well, you know, like someone can be really good, but not good for your songs. And that's what I've learned over the years, too. And it's not because a a musician is really good that, you know, they're right for what you want to do, especially like drummers. Sometimes their feel is more like on the click, behind the click, like, like, you know, that's what makes you vibe or not. So I've had um, experiences with amazing drummers that just didn't fit Tara Hu. And it doesn't mean that they're bad, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so no, it right. was not a done deal for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not only the drumming skills, it's also like, do we get along? 
You know, is it going right. to be good on stage? Are we going to be able to tour together and spend hours in a band together? You know, it's all of those factors. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. That makes sense. I mean, that's uh, most people that, you know, if you're either getting into a band or music or singing or acting, whatever it is, you, you got you to gotta audition. It's like anything else. You know, you have to go for a job interview first and then you get it, you know. Um, so from there, well, first of all, I mean, obviously you said you were doing a venue at the Viper Room, which is an amazing um, venue here in Los Angeles. If anybody's listening, that's not in Los Angeles. But um, the that to me, I've been in Los Angeles 21 years. And that to me was one of the sad things when COVID hit was especially, um, you know, the Troubadour not yeah. coming back. I don't know if you guys know that, but yeah, yeah the Troubadour's not coming back. But some of these venues are amazing. Are you guys back in person doing shows yet? Or where are you at with it? Uh, we are slowly uh, coming back. Uh, we, we don't want to... Um... You know, like with with the new Delta variant and all that, we we just want to go progressively. You know, we still want to stay right. safe. Uh, not not only just for us, it's also like getting people together. You know, it's not. You know, it's every everyone in consideration. You know, we still have right. we still have some friends close close enough people that that still want to get vaccinated, for instance. You know, so right. They, um, I just went to Alanis Morissette last Wednesday and nice. at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, it was actually amazing. And it was, it was my second show back since COVID really. Um, but uh, Garbage opened up for her, but it was really a great show. And I get a little sensibility of, of Garbage and Alanis Morissette, which, you know, in the music that I listen to from you guys, which is so great. But the what I'm getting at is that they, you know, the Hollywood Bowl required everybody to show proof of vaccination, which is going to be yeah. a huge mandate in Los Angeles as well. Yeah. So that might help your live performances, I assume. Yes? I, I think so. I think so. Actually, yes. I was talking to a musician not too long ago, and um, he's against the, the whole vaccination and I said well if you want to keep playing you know you're gonna have to you know because even like just us like booking New York right now like if the band is not vaccinated they don't want you you know so I think right. it's normal um I I you know like whatever people think you know like it's not my place to to judge whatever they think but um I think it's just a responsible thing to do you know, we right. were actually against and if it makes too, but, you know, eventually we wanted to do things and we realized that, you know, like between the number of people who died of COVID and the number of people who died of the vaccines, mm -hmm. I think it was pretty clear. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to make this sort of like a, you know, shoving vaccines down people's throats, but I got vaccinated very early on um, in March of 2020. Mm -hmm. No. 2020, I'm sorry, 2021, duh. March of 2020 is when it all hit. But um, but I agree with you. I mean, look, there's people in my family that don't really, that don't want to do it and are nervous about it. And But like you just said the most poignant thing, you guys, even though you were a little bit against it, you realized that you wanted to get back to normal. You wanted to do things. You wanted to be out there touring and singing live, you know, with people. So it, it does make sense to do things like that. You know, I mean, to do to get the vaccination so that you can do things like that. So that, I think that was a pretty poignant statement and thank you for saying it, but because not everybody is, is, I mean, they're nervous and I get that and that's okay. Yeah, but, um, so now you guys are, you go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I was agreeing with you. Yeah. 
Well, so now you guys are slowly getting it back into it. Um, now you have a new, did you mention a new EP? I think you just said that. Uh, well, we just released a new album on September 24th. Okay. Uh, we are in the okay. writing of a new EP, but that's for 2022. So I wish we didn't talk about that just yet. Okay. No, we won't talk about that at all. So let's talk about what you released on, on September 24th. What's the name of it? They can, where can they go? They listen to it. Let's talk about that. Uh, yeah, sure. It's, it's called uh, Supposedly a Man. Coco, where can we find it? Are you still there? Pretty much on every... every <laughs> pretty much on every uh, digital platform. Spotify, mostly. iTunes, all of that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, also on our uh, website, tarahu.com. Tarahu.com. Go yes. there, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, anywhere you get music. It's called Sus Supposedly a Man. Yes. Um, and what's the vibe of it? Talk to me about that. Well, we're not sure because like for me, it's, um, you know, after releasing 64 Women, that was a lot more, I would say, punk or some type of garage rock. You know, I'm really into the 90s rock. So it's definitely all those sounds. Like when we wrote this um, this album, it was during COVID. So I was doing all of my stuff, you know, all the demos and stuff on my own. And usually like Coco and I, like we see each other, if not every day, every other day for like five, six, seven hours at the studio and we rehearse and, and whatever. And I usually show her the songs. I, I still send her songs and then she learns them on her own and then we, 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 we practice them together and we work around that. But this time we, we couldn't see each other, which was really weird. And, uh, and we did everything uh, on Zoom actually. And, and then we met one weekend and we recorded the, the whole album in two days with Jason Ohm, who's the guitar player for Alanis Morissette. So you saw him on whenever you saw him at the oh, Hollywood cool. Bowl. And, um, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and yeah, we recorded the whole thing in like two days. Coco did one day. And then just because it was so in COVID, you know, we, we had to you know, to ask her like, okay, you're done with your part now. It's just the two of us because it's a small room. And um, okay. it was the weirdest thing. It was, it was the weirdest thing. And, and it's, it's interesting because to me, because it's not so fast paced and so like punk rock and, and whatever, I, I was kind of afraid that people were going to be a little bit like not disappointed, but like, oh, it's not as enraged as before, you know? But then the, the recent uh, interviews we've been having from like all over the world, actually, they, they kind of think that's the opposite. Wouldn't you say so, Coco? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, yeah, they're kind of like, oh, no. Like, I guess because the lyrics are different. I don't know. Um, the, the lyrics, I guess. So the, the album is called Supposedly a Man, but that's just a trick that I had, like, as I was cooking, listening to Alexa. but the 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 album was supposed to be called exposed because i'm exposing facts or events or feelings that i usually don't want to talk about or or avoid um and then this time i was like well fuck it i'm just gonna do it you don't have to edit that if you don't mind uh, people swearing um, no we, uh, you can say fuck it i don't care <laughs> <laughs> and um and then one day i was i was cooking and i wanted to play I don't know, I don't even remember, but let's say Royal Blood, whatever song. And then um, she played um, 
the album and it was not even the song that played and then I started looking into it and then the Foo Fighters did the same thing and then basically a bunch of bands that just came out with new albums starting doing that and and basically I realized that one of their hit song is the name of their album and I was wondering if it was on purpose so that you know like things like computers like Alexa whatever they would play then the whole album so that people discover the rest of the album so that's why i changed the oh. album name to supposedly a man so i don't know if it works oh, we'll that's see. Interesting. but um that's why we yeah. <laughs> do that <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 now what would you call your style because you just said that it wasn't fans uh, some fans were getting like we're saying oh it's not aggressive enough or and then others were saying oh this is spot on this is great so what would you I mean, what, what do you categorize your your sound as? Garage band? I mean, what what is it? Heavy? Um, well, so it's not the fans. Actually, we have a lot of new fans that um, are discovering our sound thanks to, I guess, this new type of music. I'm not really quite sure what it is. The thing is, we can't really put a label on our songs because, like, the way I write is more about, like, the emotions and 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 the lyrics and whatever and i don't really care to fit in one genre you know like i don't want all of our songs to yeah. be like super punk or whatever i don't i don't really care but the the reviews that we've had that we're reading about or like the interviews or whatever when they describe like the songs it's really interesting because i think um well, they're as confused as we are, <laughs> and uh, and uh, well, some songs are definitely more punk, like Pantomath. Some are more, I would say, like pop rock, like uh, La Petite Boche, which was mm -hmm. a song for our moms, you know. Um, so there's a little yeah. bit of everything, but in a way, we still manage to make everything fit together. Uh, with kind of like the ambiance and and um, and all of the effects and and whatever, so it does make sense. But I, I don't. I think it's just rock, or what would you say, Coco? How okay. Would you <laughs> yeah, I think uh, like in general, rock. And after we have like some punk here and there, some grunge, some uh, a little bit more heavier, you know. But I think rock is a a good category for us. Okay, that makes sense. Now, so you've got this one that came out, and it's called Supposedly a Man on September 24th. Everyone can check it out on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you see your favorite music. Um, you guys, and then you guys are going to be working on what you said for next year. You So you mentioned that it took you two days because of the way that COVID, you know, the restrictions and things like that. Normally, how long does it take you to record something? To, oh, uh, an entire so album, let's say. It's never more than two days, just because we can't afford the studio. Oh, it's time. not? No. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. No, we usually But I mean, do that's pretty drums. great. Yeah, we usually do the drums like uh, like half a day. We, we start with that, and then I just lay down the, the guitars, the bass, the vocals. It's, it's really fast, actually, because we're prepared, you know? We don't have mm -hmm. the, the time and money to be at the studio forever. So everything is already like... Right. It, in my head, we're prepared. Like this is this is go time. We barely have time to eat. <laughs> so, do you have a lot of rehearsal before you get into the studio? 
we usually no? do but that's why i was a little bit like you know like skeptical about this one time because we couldn't see each other so it was really like based on trust right. like all right Coco, did you learn the song okay do i know the songs you know and uh and then yeah. we were there and it just clicked and we played them for the first time okay. together at the studio yeah that's amazing i mean i know a little bit about music but i feel like that's pretty you guys got it down to a great science to get it in and out like that um and and obviously i'm, I'm assuming you're happy with the result yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure for sure yeah I mean, I don't think you would say, <laughs> no, it's shit. Um, but um, I listened to it and I thought it was great. It's, it's always fun because after we, we lay down the tracks I will, uh, uh, as we have learned them, um, then comes the magic with Jason. So basically what happens is like I, I, I hear things and he hears things. And then we're like, oh, what about this? What about that? And then, for instance, Illusion of Freedom is about immigration right and and you you know like with um well mostly hispanics you know in los angeles remember like there was a time where people were even scared to go to work you know and all they're trying to do is make money for their families and to send home and um and so illusion of freedom was inspired with that and the fact that we are immigrants watch your new music videos as well and they're amazing and visual and um wh why is that an important part of what you guys are doing for Terra Hoop, the visual and the the um, you know the video part. Um, well, I think it's because um, it kind of goes together. We're trying to appeal to um, all kinds of people. So if if people are not like on their own trying to find new music, you know, maybe the YouTube will really. And and I mean that that's what I was thinking. And then it's fun to illustrate what what we have in mind um, when it comes to our songs and, and what we sing about and play about. Yeah. And it's sort of another creative outlet. I mean, back in the day, you know, I don't know if you guys know what this is, but it used to be called TRL on MTV. Mm -hmm. And it was something that we would, in America, we would just literally get out of school. And that was the first thing that we would run home and do and watch all of these awesome music videos. Yeah. That's when MTV played music videos. Yeah. But um, but now I know there's things like Vivo and all these other great things, um, such as YouTube. Yeah. So were you able to, to, to film a music video in COVID for this album? Actually, all of them. Uh were made during covid the pentamath oh wow yeah, pentamath music video was really like right before the lockdown in la so we shot that weekend and then i think the monday was the day that they were like nope everything's closed and it was during the the whole um wow yeah because i remember making the joke like don't steal the toilet paper because there were no toilet papers to be found anywhere and, right. and because we were responsible for all of that, you know, we we're like, don't steal the toilet paper. So definitely that was right before the lockdown. And then each one of them, actually, we had to yeah. think differently because like for manners, we, we had to be outside. And then it was actually during the elections, too. So we thought, oh, maybe uh, there are going to be some protests and stuff like that. So we might be um, not be able to to shoot. We had. Um, yeah, it's, um, for supposedly a man, we we were. I initially I wanted to have a, a bigger, like more dancers, but then same thing because of COVID, and we had to provide all kits, and everyone needed to come with a negative COVID test, you know, and stuff like that. Then we had to limit everything that we were doing. So yeah, all of the all of them. Yeah.
All right. Well, I mean, I loved your music. I dig it. Um, and let's just reiterate where, where you can get it. You guys can get it anywhere on iTunes, Spotify. Check it out on YouTube. It's called Supposedly a Man. Supposedly a Man. Um, and what are you guys, what are your, Coralie and Tara, what are your social media handles? Like at your Instagram or where do you guys would post some of your new stuff coming up? Coralie, what's yours? Uh, that would be mostly on Instagram for sure. Okay. Uh, which is um, my just my uh, name and last name, so Coralie Hervé. So that's at yeah at yeah. C O R A L I E H E R V E, right? Exactly. Yes. All right. Look at me knowing things. All right, Tara. What about yeah. you? What where can they find stuff for you? Um, everything at Tara Hope. T A R A H W H O. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Um, all right. Well, thanks for talking with me. Good luck with, you know, with this current album and then what you're going to be doing that you could not tell me about. Maybe we'll, <laughs> maybe we'll bring you back so you could talk about it again in 2022. Yes. Um, but thank you both so much, ladies, for coming and chatting with me. Of course. Thanks for awesome. having us. Thank you. All right. Au revoir. Did I get it right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Tune in next time. <laughs>